You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. This is Ashley, and today I'm joined by Todd Wilkinson. Uh, Todd is from South Dakota. He's a cow-calf producer, but also a tax attorney, so he knows a little something about how tax policy and the agriculture industry intersects. So, Todd, can you just talk to us about your background and, and why you're so passionate about this topic? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit about my background. I grew up in a family that's uh, totally ag-oriented. And uh, I was uh, the black sheep and went off to law school some 40 plus years ago, came back and got into a uh, practice that is uh, totally ag-based. That's that's where my focus is. And of course, during all of that, I maintained a cow-calf operation and with my brothers uh, run a uh, feedlot as well. So the uh, beef industry is a major part of my life and I'm hoping that our operation will be able to continue on for the next generation. So when you hear folks in Congress or the administration talking about changes to longstanding tax provisions like like kind exchanges or stepped up basis, what is your reaction to that? Literally, the, the changes that are being proposed are probably the worst possible changes that could hit uh, the ag sector. You know, people will talk about that the ag sector has a lot of value on a financial sheet, but you, know, you take that operator and he has to have that pasture land or she has to have that farmland. Uh, and it's not like they can convert it to cash. If they convert it to cash, they're out of business. So literally, just like somebody else, the plumber needs uh, equipment to operate his business. The farmer and the rancher's uh, assets, the cattle, the, the equipment, um, the land, that's tools of the trade. And unless you have those tools, uh, you're not going to be able to continue in, in business. So from my view, um, as an attorney with uh, clients coming in uh, to my office, this issue scares them because they're seeing their future potentially slip away. And there's not a lot that they can do. When you tax a transfer, whether it's a gift or at the time of death, as proposed by the capital gains uh, tax they're talking about, it it just devastates the operation. You're taking out cash that really doesn't exist on a uh, an event that really the, the producer didn't sell. So if, if I gifted my, my son three quarters of land in South Dakota um, because of my estate plan, he is going to be directly impacted or and I'm going to be impacted by the cash it takes to pay that that uh, transfer tax, capital gains uh, tax. And that's, that's cash that isn't in the operation. And it will just uh, literally, that would be the end of our operation. So, you know, you bring up, Todd, about how if you gift or, or the operation goes to your son and, you know, how terrible these you know, provisions to longstanding tax policy would be in that process of generational transfer. You know, and in this case, it's a father to a son. But can we talk a little bit about folks who may not have a, a direct decedent in their family and they may be trying to pass the farm along to a cousin or a friend? You know, you said this would be devastating to, you know, you and your son passing along the farm. But, you know, when we talk about the federal tax code, there's not a lot of room in there to pass to, you know, cousins or, or extended family like we typically do in ag. And, and you're, you're so right. So um, literally uh, before I left to come out to this meeting, I have a client who's um, in hospice and he doesn't have any children that are coming back. Uh, but his uh, brothers, two boys, are taking over the operation. 
under the definition of family as it's proposed in this tax change. They don't qualify because his brother wasn't in that farming operation. His two sons would be coming over and taking over from my client, and they're not going to gain any any uh, exemption or any ability to avoid this tax. And in that case, his dream was to continue the family name because he didn't have children that could do that. His dream's just simply going to be shattered if it's comes to play. I think that, you know, when these folks on Capitol Hill and the administration are talking about infrastructure packages and, and talking about um, how to pay for that and what the pay fors are, I think it's important that we remember that whatever we do, we can't balance the budget on the backs of farmers and ranchers because what we're doing is balancing the budget on the future generation, whether it's a son or daughter taking over the farm or it's a cousin or a close family friend. And I think it's really timely to talk about this today because we're actually recording live here at our convention where NCBA just announced their sustainability goals and our sustainability goals kind of fall into three pillars. We have the environmental side of it, the social side, and the economic side of it. So can we dive into how sound tax policy for rural America directly correlates to President Biden and, and so many folks in Congress, their sustainability goals? Clearly, as you, you just described, um, part of sustainability is economic viability. And, you know, for somebody to look at, at an operation and say, um, you know, I'll use myself. If I chose to so sell some land, I know that I'm going to have uh, some basis in that land and I'm going to pay an additional tax on that. That's a voluntary transaction for me and I don't have any problem paying that tax. But to follow through on the Biden's administration uh, proposed tax plan, uh, that transfer be it by gift or be it by death, is suddenly going to be exposed with that future generation or new operators not intending to ever sell the operation. So the economic viability or the sustainability of the operation will be lost. And we keep hearing these buzzwords out of out of Washington, D.C. We're going to protect the farmer. We're going to protect the rancher. Well, the proposals that they have out there right now will do the exact opposite. They're flat going to put us out of business. So when we hear that there might be a carve-out for ag, you're saying that's just not going to work. Well, so, so one of the proposed carve-outs is, is to say if you stay in the operation, and let's say you do qualify under the definition of family, that the problem with that is uh, more than likely there's going to be an IRS lien placed on your assets during the 15 or however many years it is that you have to continue the operation uh, in its present form, and the the net effect of that is an ag lender is not going to want to take junior to that lien, nor are they going to want to take uh, security in that operation because of its potential um, tax effect that's looming over the operator's head. So you can you can make up fancy uh, rules and, and, and uh, plans for the farmer, but if what you're making up doesn't work in in the true operation. It's all for naught. Well, Todd, we don't have much time left today, but if you had, you know, 10 seconds to talk to someone about why when they're considering changes to these tax policies and, and they're making decisions in Washington, you know, why they need to consider rural Americans, specifically beef producers, what would you say? More than any other issue that's out there right now, if you're a producer or if you're a young operator just trying to get it, getting into the business, this issue is going to hit you square between the eyes. And if you're not 
not attuned to what's going on, and if you're not getting involved to protect your future, you're going to get run over by a truck. Well, Todd, I know this is a subject that you spend a lot of hours of the day, you know, considering for your family and your operation and, and advising folks on this for their operations as well. So we appreciate you being on Tax Talks today and certainly appreciate all the hard work you're doing for the industry. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.